into the game. The Cubs have promoted pitcher Jordan Wicks to AAA Iowa. Wicks was the team's first-round draft pick two years ago. Cubs host the Phillies tonight with Drew Smiley on the mound. Bears team president Kevin Warren says efforts for a new stadium in Arlington Heights are at a stalemate. Team officials don't know if it can be revived. The first round of the NHL draft is on tap tonight in Nashville. The Blackhawks are expected to use the first overall pick on Canadian center Connor Bedard. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Welcome back, Hillary Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Momentarily, John Bowenkamp uh, from the AP, HawkeyeNation.com. Uh, he will join us. B's blog. Uh, you can read John a lot of places. Uh, momentarily, you'll hear from him. Uh, bottom of the hour, David Kaplan joins Trent and I. We will talk Chicago sports, both baseball teams, do little Bulls, little Bears, and the little Blackhawks as the NHL draft is tonight. They have the first overall pick, and they are about to draft their next generational talent in Connor Bedard. Let's get to John Bowenkamp. He joins us. John, we were going to do this tomorrow. We're going to have some fun, talk about the Dodgers and the struggles sure. that they were having and try and you know get you going a little bit. Uh, but uh, obviously when the uh, news, I guess, uh, was... Twitter hit Twitter early this morning uh, that a friend of yours, a guy you shared a press box with a whole bunch of times, and a friend that really, literally everybody uh, that covered the Hawkeyes over the years, and in your case, the decades, uh, passed away. Steve Batterson from the Quad City Times. Uh, just a really sad story, and you uh, you learn a lot about a guy in passing, right? And uh, just yeah. uh, how many people have uh, you know logged on to Twitter and uh, told a, a Steve Batterson story and just how much he was respected. Uh, that tells you what kind of guy he was. You've known him for a long time. When did you get the mm-hmm. news, John? Yeah, I, I found out yeah, last night. Actually, I was, out, I was out to dinner with a friend of mine. and I got a text. I, I kind of knew it was coming. I had heard some things earlier in the day. Um, so it wasn't really a shock, but it doesn't really minimize, you know, what, what the... You know, it was sad. It's It's been a sad few weeks. I mean, he's been sick for a while and took a turn for worse a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, it was you know, we're just kind of hoping for good news. And, you know, I thought actually he'd kind of made a little bit of progress over the last few days. And then I, I really don't know what all happened yesterday. But, um, but yeah, he passed away yesterday afternoon. And it was a sad day. Sad day for all of us who have covered Iowa and covered sports in the state. Everybody knew him, you mm-hmm. know, and everybody yep. liked him. And, you know, you can't say that about a lot of people. And you can say that about him. He was he was he was one of the best. Quad City Times, uh, whether he was covering a Hawkeyes, covering a high school mm-hmm. event, I mean, he did it all, wore a lot of hats. As you know, uh, when you were at the, the Burlington paper, you know, small town papers, um, yeah. you, you have to do a lot. You're required to do a lot. And he, and he handled them, uh, handled them all. So when did you first, when did you two first share a press box together? Eighties, early nineties? Cause you've been on the beat a long early time. 90s. Okay. It was early nineties. Cause he was on, when I first started covering Iowa, he still covered Illinois. Oh, right. was he? Time. But I knew him, you know, I mean, yeah. you, you know, you, you got to know him through different things and, and he was covering the Midwest League in, in when I was covering the first time in 93 and 94. So that's how I kind of got to know him. And I'd go up to what was then John O'Donnell Stadium. We shared a press box there. And 
you know, just became friends that way. And then once he got on the Iowa beat, I mean, he was, you know, we we did a lot of things together, and we 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 went a lot of places. I bet. And um, you know, I, as I said today, we never found a bad restaurant. We always, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, so um, you know, and, and we always, you know, I mean, it was. Yeah, he was one of those guys that he would do an Iowa game in the afternoon, and he'd be doing a high school game that night. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and especially in February when you get into the postseason and stuff like that. So he, you know, he was he worked hard, and he he loved the times, and he loved, you know, and he loved you know he loved working there. He loved everything about it, and really dedicated his life to it. Uh, I'm guessing you guys spent a whole bunch of time in the Oasis, just outside of Chicago. Oh, yeah. What's oh, the yeah. what, what's the other one that you guys always hit? The Beef House, the, the Beef House, yeah, in Indiana, Covington, Indiana. We found a place. I was thinking about this yesterday. We found a place in Phoenix during the '99 NCAA tournament. It's a place called Cork and Cleaver. Nice, and it was a steakhouse. Yeah, and the menus were stenciled onto a butcher knife. Really. <laughs> Yeah, different. Meat cleaver, and it, it you know, had a guard on it, even though the, the blade was probably dull. But it was just the idea, just quirky places like that we could find, and the food was really good. I, you know, it was it was one of the best places we ever went to. It so it was always kind of the running inside joke: Are we going to find a cork and cleaver here? Mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So I mean, yeah, it was. You know, we went everywhere and, and covered a lot of games together, and. Um, you know, I, 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 just in the last couple of weeks, there's been things I've been wanting to text him about, and I knew he wouldn't see. You know, oh. and uh, that that made me feel bad because there would have been things, a lot of things he'd have gotten a kick out of. Yeah, a lot of windshield time over the years, right? Yes, yes, and um, you know, I mean, he, I, I it, the same NCAA tournament, in 1999. I called him and I said, "Hey, I found a cheap flight to Denver." Out of Kansas City, it was called Vanguard Air. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and uh, we get out there, and he actually flew out on a flight before I did. We get out there, and he's like, "That thing was like a cattle car." Yeah, <laughs> and so that was kind of the running joke. And even to this day, we would talk about, you know, like, okay, where are we can, you know. Well, what are, you know, did you find a cheap flight? And he's like, well, there's no Vanguard Airlines. Mm. So just the running jokes like that we had is is, is the fun part of. of of knowing him and and having him a part of what what we did. Uh, did he have a preference uh, covering uh, basketball or football um, or high school? Did he have a preference? No, I don't think he really. He really loved the Midwest League. Yeah, he loved covering the River Bandits, and you know, I mean, he loved. I mean, he would never miss a game unless he was on vacation or. You know, and in the last few years, furlough. that changed. One of the ones furlough, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but but he would never miss a game. And, you know, in the last couple of years, it really kind of killed him because they had so many restrictions on how you could interview players with mm. the pandemic and everything that he really didn't get to know a lot of those guys. And it just, it really bugged me. He loved the Midwest League. He loved covering it and everything about it. And he loved covering Iowa. And he had a lot of fun stories about the Illinois beat, you know, those 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 old time writers that were over there and that he hung around with and and so it was just we just had so much fun together it was unbelievable. Uh, did you see that Brett Bielema uh, reached out via Twitter? Yeah. I mean, I thought that was a, uh, that uh, that didn't catch me off guard. Uh, I didn't right. expect to see it necessarily, but uh, obviously um, he thought highly of Steve Batterson. Yep, and I mean, you know, he knew him from when he covered him at Iowa mm-hmm. and playing days, and, yeah, you know, yeah. and yeah. 
And so, and and I mean, and he grew up in the Quad Cities. That you know, I mean, there there's guys like that, that that you know they know you throughout your career. And I've got guys, you know, I mean, and when you've been around though, you you get guys like that. And and so when I saw that, I thought that was really cool. I think I think Brett's a good guy to begin with, and I thought that was really neat. Um, who are the Greybeards? I mean, Rick Brown covered them forever. He's retired from. I mean, I think he still writes for the Hawkeye website. I see some yeah. Brownie periodically. Obviously, mm-hmm. Randy Peterson goes back to the 70s. You've yep. been doing it for, for a long time. Who am I missing? Uh, is is, is uh, Halas, is he in a poker yeah. tournament? Is, that, is he really in the World Series I of Poker? I think he is. I yeah, think I he is, too. He's gone in the past, and, I, and he had a picture, and I think he's there. I mean, he's had a couple pictures on Twitter. I know he goes every year. I, I don't know if he goes every year, but he's gone before. I'm assuming that's where he's at. So, but yeah, I mean, there aren't a lot of the older guys that have been around for a Jesus. long, long time. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's you know, I mean, there there's been this subtle changing of the guard, mm-hmm. not necessarily, but I mean, there a lot of us are that we're doing it for a long time, you know, or that a lot of those guys aren't around anymore. Is Doxy still doing it? Or did he retire? No, he retired. He retired about a year and a half ago, and then they moved Steve over to the Iowa Men's Beat. But, I mean, he was doing Iowa men's basketball, he was doing women's basketball, he was doing wrestling. You know, I mean, God only knows how many trips he made to Iowa City, you know. <laughs> and, really? um, and you know, which which kind of worked out for him because he grew up in Washington, Iowa, which is you know just right down Highway 218. So he would go down a lot of times and check in on his mom. And, I mean, mm. it was, you know, and he, he knew how to package everything, you know, that he would, he would know how to, he knew how to organize that day and, and get everything done. And, and I was always impressed by that. So I hate to put it this way. Are, are you the, no, I don't want to say the oldest, are you the veteran uh, um, when it comes to Hawkeye coverage? Have you been doing it longer than anybody yeah. now? For basketball, yeah. I mean, you know, full time. I mean, because, you know, a lot, uh, and, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, this will, be my, this will be season 31 for me. Hmm. You know, so, um, yeah. It's, uh, um, you know, so I, 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 you know, and I mean, with me, and, and I mean, Hoss was, you know, I mean, Hoss has done it for a lot of years and mm-hmm. was a columnist for a lot of the years. But yeah, so we're the ones that have been around the longest. Hmm. You'd be a good question to ask this, uh, John, because um, in the number of those 31 years, you were covering Iowa women's basketball when mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of people, a lot of media, I'm assuming, that. Um, you know, would give up a a, a, a weeknight to go out and, and go to Carver when there was, you know, hundreds or a few thousand people in the building. Um, when when it comes to changing a sport, bringing eyeballs to a sport, and you know where I'm going, uh, as mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark has done, I can't think of anything. I mean, I'm not talking about like a Frisbee, you know, throwing Frisbee in a field through a whatever. I'm not even sure it's a sport, but people play to call it a sport. They do your thing. Have fun. Um but if you of a, of a sport, an established sport, has anyone changed it as much as Caitlin Clark has done? No, I mean, you know, I, I think back to just even a few years ago when Megan Gustafson was here and was putting up the numbers she put up. Yeah, they drew big crowds, but there wasn't quite the media attention. Now you look at that and you look at, at who's following, and it's and it's national attention too. It's everybody right. knows her. You know, and it's, uh, that's, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, I mean, she is, she is the star and this star has really dragged along a whole sport, a lot of people with it. Yes. A whole sport with it. And it's been fun to watch it from the beginning, 
Yeah. You know, I mean, that first year was when Carver was essentially empty from, yeah. you know, from the pandemic, and you were there, and, and you realized that you were seeing something very special, and you wanted to see where it goes, and then now, now all of a sudden you see where it's at. Mm-hmm. And in just a few years' time, and it's just it's been it's been fascinating to watch, and it's been fascinating to watch the growth and 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 of attention and interest in it that there's been. You know, I, I, I the only thing that I think comes close, but we've heard of Arnold Palmer, and we'd heard of Jack Nicholas, right? Yeah. When when, when Tiger was you know at yeah. his peak. I, and I get that, and he certainly brought more uh, purse money and more uh, uh, eyeballs to TVs and everything. But golf was an established sport. You can't. Women's basketball was a fringe sport. Um, and, and no offense to anybody that loves women's basketball, but it was a fringe sport. I couldn't talk about it on the show because the goal is to keep an audience, and there wasn't a big enough audience to do so. It has completely changed, completely changed has, because of one person. Is. Right, it has grabbed the average fan. Yes, that may or may not watch on a Sunday afternoon. Right, and now all of a sudden they're watching. And I think long term, I, I I really want to see where this all goes. That's long-term. true, Good because point. because I I, I I really think that that it, it she has inspired a lot of young players in uh-huh. the state, and that's yep. girls and boys. Yeah, to be you know, and and now they're all they all see what she's done and. And seen all that, and, and I mean, this this is this is a phenomenon, and it, it's it's been it's been wonderful to watch. And it, it you know from from my perspective as a basketball as a college basketball you know somebody who's covered for a long time, it's fascinating to watch this. And it, I, I I've enjoyed every minute of it, and I'm looking forward to this year too, just to see where this goes. And you know, I I, I will be curious to see ten years, you know, eight to ten years mm-hmm. down the road. The young girls that she's inspired and where they're at. Everybody's wearing the Caitlin Clark T-shirts. How many of them yep. say she inspired me? And that's that's what I'm really looking forward to down the road with this. Yeah, and, and especially in your case, right? Again, I go back to it. You were in Carver when no one was there. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it was usually it was me and, and Jeff Linder and, and, and Dargan from the Register, and you know, and some other people, have, you know, have kind of got on here in the last few years, even before Caitlin Carver. Right. And and so so now it's now there's so many so much more media. And it's it's you know it's really interesting to see and it's fun to see. I've it it, it I, these last three years have been just absolutely amazing from my standpoint of covering basketball. Uh, back to Batterson for a couple more minutes. Uh, sure. Was there an athlete that he enjoyed covering? Um, you know, you're not, we're not supposed to you're not supposed to have favorites necessarily, right? Or right. kind of slack. But everybody, you know, everybody takes a liking to somebody for for whatever reason. Did 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 Steve Batterson have that person? No, I, not really. But I think he really likes seeing the Quad City kids, you know, and and the kids that 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 were from that area, not just the metro area, but around the area, and see what they do. Because he would always make sure to check in on them. He always did like an alumni report every week, and it was the the kids that maybe you didn't know about, like last year, the the, the Trent Masner from Wapolo, Iowa, who's at Western Illinois and had the week when he had ninety nine points in three games. And, you know, it's those kind of players that he really kind of gravitated to give them some attention that, you know, maybe they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So, I mean, you know, it's, I think there's a lot of the guys that he knew from high school that have gone on, you know, the, the, you know, the men and women who have gone on to other sports that he really liked, I think, writing about just to see where they were at and to see what they've accomplished. 
you know, uh, earlier, John, good to talk to you again as I just check him back in here. He uh, was a guy that I saw all across the state, too. And my wife is from Sioux City. Uh, He was in the journal over there, Mason City, Waterloo, just syndicated across the state. And there was something different about his writing style. I loved his gamers. There was there was something that had a little bit of that old school journalism too, but also new ways to kind of tell the story of the game and and that's what I'll remember about his writing style. It, it was not it was not cookie cutter just, hey, here it is, AP style and here's a gamer for it. There was a little bit more to it. Him as a journalist, what will you remember? Yeah, I, I, he, that he worked hard, that he was he never missed deadline. And, and, and he, and he did, he did all of that stuff that he did. It wasn't just, I'm the Iowa beat writer and that's it. It's, mm. I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do that. And he really, he really loved the Quad City Times. And he really loved that sports section and he loved being a part of that staff. And it showed in his work. And to me, that's, you know, you don't get that a lot anymore. And, um, for, to see him do that, I think, I think was 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 one of my favorite things as 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 I got to know him over the years, and and you know, I mean, it was it was inspirational because as much as I loved his paper, you know, and he was mm-hmm. that way, and and I really appreciated that about him. Next time we talk, we'll talk about those floundering L- L.A. Dodgers. They're fine. They're fine. <laughs> They've won five other last six. They're four oh six other last steps. So they're fine. Uh, good stuff. Hey, uh, thanks for doing this, John. Talking about your friend, a guy you spent a lot of time with, a lot of press boxes, a lot of windshield time, uh, you and him yeah. driving around the Midwest or wherever the assignment took you. Uh, thank you, John Bowenkamp. Appreciate it. I, I appreciate you having me on. Have a good day. Yep. Good to talk to you, John Bowenkamp. Uh, as we catch up with a friend from the AP, from Hawkeye Nation, from uh, former Burlington B. Uh, wears a lot of hats, Bowling Camp. But uh, sad story. Passing of Steve Batterson, who, if you grew up in the state of Iowa and you had any affinity at all for the Hawkeyes, pretty good chance you read yeah. uh, over the years. All right, so it's coming up on 1225. Uh, we are a few minutes away from David Kaplan, but we are upon another keyword. Time to hit another $1,000 home run. Head to KXNO.com right now. You can enter this nationwide contest by inserting the keyword bank into the pop-up box at KXNO.com. Bank. KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. It's bank at KXNO.com. More opportunities this afternoon with uh, Murph and Andy, and then with The Drive, Heather and Sean. Although I think Heather might be off today. Oh, really? Um, You keep a closer eye on things than I do. (laughs) You know everybody, their schedule, who's well, off. Well, some, just because I'm you know, i I'm a social butterfly here in the building, Charlie Condon. That, that you are. I get here an hour before you. You show up, it's 30 seconds before air well, time. that was yesterday. It was that a little tight. There. I will tell you. You did get here three minutes before the show today. It was 10 minutes before. Was it I 10? pulled it. It was 10.50 when I got here. Being a single dad this week no, sucks. Oh, I get it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It is brutal. Yeah. I was. Mama pulls more than her share of the oh. weight, right? trying to get the kids to bed last night so i was recording a podcast last evening after i got them sleeping did they and wake up or one of them they didn't but just getting them down so we went up a little bit earlier it's still sunny out it's the summer yeah, yeah. tried to get them settled it just wasn't happening and the frustration and just close your eyes and go to bed yeah. but you can't say that no, that's not gonna help no no, no. So you're being very calm yeah can we rock for a little bit can i read you a story what else do you need what can i do for mm-hmm. you for the love of god close your eyes 
<laughs> that, that was the internal dialogue that was happening at the time. It is, it's rough. It is absolutely rough. And for the single parents out there, I commend you because, boy, mm. it is incredibly Glad difficult. you said that. Glad you said that. And absolutely. I'm doing it for four days. Yeah. These people are doing it for, sadly, a lot. Yeah. Anyways, uh, 1225, Cappy next. Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports sponsor those. Uh, that's still to come. Uh, it's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.net. Umpires are in short supply and are greatly needed. Now you can become a youth umpire for baseball and fast pitch with Iowa U-Triple-S-A sports officials and Central Iowa Sports. Be around the game that you love and the greatest part-time opportunity ever where you can make great money. They offer on-field training and no experience required to apply. For more information to get back into the game, go to IA. USO.com. That's IAUSO.com and get back ifing.net. Fuller Associates Family Dental offers a relaxed family friendly atmosphere, anxiety and pain management, and the ability to give you the smile that you deserve. As a family owned and operated small business, Dr. Fuller has been practicing dentistry for over 30 years. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry, located near the Grandview Golf Course, and now their brand new location in Altoona at 509 8th Street Southeast. Fuller Family Dental, come see what the buzz is all about. Fuller Dent. You get your podcast. Last summer my house was hit with hail between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance it can be a stressful situation luckily for me it wasn't stressful because i called my friends with wolf roofing we were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day it looked sharp everything was cleaned up and now we have peace of mind with our new roof set up your next roofing project with wolf roofing at 515-225-8866 or you can go online at wolf Details. The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back and bigger than ever with $14 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere. Two ways to win and no rake. Play Circa Million, make five picks against the spread each week with quarterly and full season payouts, or join Circus Survivor, where you select one team each week straight up, last the longest to win it all. $14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. You know what? I'm going to change things up a little bit. Instead of talking about Centurion Stone after Cappy and mm-hmm. running out of time, let's talk about Centurion Stone prior to that. CenturionStoneOfIowa.com. They've got Iowa's best selection of stone veneer. If you have a, a project, whether it be inside or outside, uh, requires some stone product, uh, put Centurion Stone right at the top of your list. You'll be glad you do. Check out the website, CenturionStoneOfIowa.com. Visit the showroom. We encourage you to do that. It can be found at 5525. Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, uh, right across the street from the Animal Rescue League. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. They are closed Saturday through Tuesday. So are we, by the way. Oh, that's right. All of the local shows off Monday and Tuesday. So what are you going to do with your weekend? 
Four days. I'll probably watch baseball. Oh, that's what I figured. <laughs> uh, let's get Cappy in here. He joins us. Cap, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Cap. How are you? I'm good. It's a day ending in Y. It means you'll be gambling. <laughs> probably. You know what? I want to start there, Cap. Uh, just jog my memory a little bit. Your buddy... I uh, had a major, major score in, in a uh, in a uh, contest over the weekend, uh, and as great as the pick was, uh, find, uh, identifying and then betting on a horse that was eighty to one, watching Eddie Olchek celebrate and encourage, actually ride that horse down the stretch, man, that was some great video, wasn't it? What a score! Sixty-four thousand dollars. How about that? Sixty-four thousand dollars, and he was in seventh place. Going into the final race, and he had—I think he told me fourteen hundred left in his bankroll, and so he decided I'm going to put all fourteen hundred into this race. Can't take it with me. He put it on an eighty-one to one shot that he had watched and bet on twice when it didn't win, but he thought it ran really good races. It got caught up in some traffic, and you saw the video. I did. Come on, nine. Put him away, nine. <laughs> and he got it. And they—I think the two dollar exacta alone paid eight sixty, something like that. And he had it for eighty dollars. Wow. Well, speaking of lottery type money, the Blackhawks uh, hit the lottery, and they'll be rewarded here tonight. Uh, how much buzz cap? I mean, it, it's hockey, but the uh, Chicago loves their Blackhawks uh, and have for a long, long time. And the next generational talent will hear his name called first in the draft tonight. The Blackhawks own the pick. How's the buzz? The buzz is crazy because, you know, we don't talk college sports and we don't talk hockey on our radio show. We led, basically, with two names, Shohei Otani yep. <laughs> and Connor Bedard on our show today because, you know, there are a lot of people. In fact, John Buchagross, who I think knows hockey pretty well, he's not Eddie Olchek, but he knows hockey, he said over-under for him on goals as a rookie. Mm-hmm. And the guy turned, hasn't turned 18. And he's not. seven and a half. Thirty-seven and a half. Oh, I go under. I, I go under, too. I don't. On that team, it's not as though he's playing with Kane and Taves right. and Keith and Seabrook and Corey Crawford and Marion Hosa. He's playing with the worst team in hockey. Mm-hmm. I know they're getting better, but come on now. 37 and a half, and he said he'd play the over. He really did. Boy, I wish I'd, I'd take that bet from him. <laughs> I, I just don't see it. Anyways, well, uh, he's a generational talent. We'll see. Before we get into the baseball with you, Cap, one more on the winter sports scene there. And the Bulls and the offseason are at the point where, knowing with the ball injury, just tear this thing down. DeMar DeRozan, you're in that, that purgatory of the NBA. You're not real bad, so you can't get a top draft pick. You're not real good, so you're not going to win a title or even get to a conference final. You're just stuck there in the middle. Is it time with the injury concerns just to tear this thing back to the studs and then try to rebuild once again? Well, you know, my producer, Shay Norling, that's his, you know, thing. After a few years, tear it down, blow it up. I can't because I lived through the Tim Floyd, <laughs> you know, nine and 73 years. I did. I saw it when they're playing, you know, celebration and lighting off fireworks and streamers and balloons when they got a victory, one victory. You know, that, I can't blow it to that degree. Would I make a deal in that? You know, vein of, all right, I'll trade you Zach Levine and get this, this, and this, but I'm still going to try and be competitive. Yeah, and I'm open to anything, but I cannot, under any circumstances, blow it up to the point 
where you want me to be the worst team in basketball with no guarantee I'm getting the number one pick mm-hmm. and no guarantee that the next LeBron James is in the draft, no shot. Yeah, right. We don't know if Wembenyana, uh, if there's that type of player in next year's draft, I'm with you. Well, Cap, uh, we'll save the Bears for the end. Let's talk about baseball. Uh, get this out of the way. A, uh, a listener asked me to ask you about the White Sox. When will the Sox sell, and who do you think the Sox will make available? I think anybody that has an expiring deal is available, and then anybody that they don't plan on re-signing, I think, is available, which means Lucas Giolito, he's a free agent at the end of the year. He brings you back, I would think, a nice package. He's throwing the ball well. You'll get something for Lance Lynn. You absolutely would move Joe Kelly's money in a second. I don't think they'll trade Liam Hendricks, and I don't think he'll have any suitors because he's injured. Mm-hmm. And I, with all he went through, I don't think they're going to move him. Uh, would they move Aaron Bummer's money if anybody would take it? Like, if I'm the Cubs, I need a lefty. He's not great, but he's had moments where he looks pretty good. So would I take a, a flyer for a very low-level prospect and eat the money? I might. Um, I don't think they'd trade Jake Berger. I do think they would trade Tim Anderson. I think they would trade Elvis Andrus in the right deal. I don't think they would trade Andrew Vaughn. I don't think they would trade Luis Robert. Nobody's coming to get the remaining four years on Ben Attendee's deal. Sadly. I think they would trade Aloy. And I do think the biggest chip they have at all, and I don't know what your guys' thoughts on this is, if you're not going to extend Dylan C. Mm. now and hire Scott Boris, you need to trade him now, not mm. in the offseason with a final year left. Now, where somebody goes, oh, God, I could add a top-of-the-rotation starter. Like, if I'm the Cardinals, what do you want? Because they need pitching desperately. Not so much to win this year because I don't think they're good enough, but to make him the focal point of your pitching staff, yes, I would definitely be all in if I was the Cardinals. So, so Cap, just a real one, one more on the White Sox. They're six games out. I mean, the the, the win loss record is just atrocious. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take to win the division. Maybe eighty games, Trent. Yeah, eighty. Um, they're only six out. If they get to the All Star break, which is what two weeks away, roughly, and they they've got uh, the Cardinals are on there, the Blue Jays are on there, but so are the A's. Um, if they're five out, Cap, say four and a half games out, how difficult will it be for them to decide whether to sell or whether to just say, I don't think you add, uh, but stay put and try and win that uh, awful division? I don't think it's even something they'll consider. I don't. Rick Hahn may tell you that. I don't think Jerry Reinsdorf will because if you look at it from a business perspective, is that team as currently constituted without adding on, and they're not going to do that? You just said that, and I agree. Is that team good enough if they got in the playoffs to win the World No. Team? The answer is no chance. Yep. No chance. So what are you doing then? Okay, somehow, miraculously, you jumped over three other teams and you got to the playoffs, and then you're knocked out. You're not extending Giolito, who's going to get a you know, $100-plus million deal. Doesn't look like you're going to extend Dylan Cease. You're certainly not going to bring Joe Kelly back, so why would you not trade them when teams are desperate to add on? No way. I don't see any way they stand pat unless all of a sudden they won 12 in a row and they were in first. That'd be the only way. Interesting. Now the Cubs are in a similar spot, a division that is very winnable. You know, they go out there, win the first game over in London. Actually, take us there first. Your thoughts on the series over in London. I loved it. I thought it was really cool. I mean... You know, the weather was gorgeous all weekend, yet my son and I wanted to sit on Saturday and watch that pounding of the Cardinals, which made me so happy, 9-1. to one. <laughs> yeah. And then it's 
four nothing on Sunday. And Trey Mancini can't catch a ball. Oh my God! I know he had a big double off the wall to give them that four nothing lead, but come on now, he cannot play first. Nope, he can't do it. So they have another year of him on a player Ugh. option at seven million dollars. Now that's a lot of money to you, me, and Trent, but that's not a lot of money to the Chicago Cubs. So if they can't trade him, I could easily see them figuring out a deal in the off season. To, you know, we'll eat four million, you pay three, and just get him off the book. Interesting. So to the Cubs, two losses after winning that game and, and felt like maybe they were getting right back yeah, into it. So is this just what it's going to be, Cap? It, it is an inconsistent team that isn't real talented at this point, and they're they're just going to be hovering around, and they're going to have Ken and I sweating on that overbet <laughs> on the win total when we get to the end of the season the last week. The, you're talking about the Cubby? Yes. Yep. I think they're going to win the division. Yes. What? Yeah, with that starting pitching that they have, Gordon Wittenmeyer and I did our podcast today, and I said to Gordon, okay, you're covering the National League Central and the Reds and the Cubs and everybody else. You've seen all these different teams around baseball. Tell me what you think of the Cubs now from covering everybody as opposed to just the Cubs. He said they have the best starting rotation in the National League, number one. Mm. And he was National League or Central? In the National League, totally. Mm. Did Atlanta move to the American League? (laughs) <laughs> I, I said to him, what about Atlanta? He right. said, I'm in Baltimore right now. He goes, I just got done interviewing Brandon Hyde. Brandon said the Cubs are, people are sleeping on them. They're really good, and he thinks they have the best starting All staff right. in the National League. Hmm. Well, uh, a tie-on was, eh. uh, Hendricks has found it again. I love Stroman. Steele's been terrific. Smiley's even been good. Um, that's an interesting take, Cap. I'm going to think more about that one. You know, I watched. Well, last... tell me a team that has four guys thrown as well as Stroman, Hendricks, Steele, and Smiley. Is there anyone? I can't think of one. <sighs> Max Reed's on the injured list, so don't... no, he is. He oh, is. Him. Yep. Um, and the, the other guy, Wright, is, uh, he's on it too. What about the Snakes? Diamondbacks, um... Kelly Gallon. Davies, that's only three, though. That's yeah, only three. Right. Yeah, good point. That's a fair point. Maybe I need to the pipe Dodgers down a little bit. The best guy, other than Kershaw, is Walker Bueller. And he's, he's out for the year, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh. Uh, what did you think of this Assad last night? Um, come in. Look, the game was out of hand. Uh, what, what do they have in him? Uh, Javier, he's got to be a minimum salary guy. But has he got a yeah. place in that bullpen? Maybe not as a short man. No, Maybe no, no. The guy yeah. in the sixth inning. Yeah, he could absolutely be that guy. No doubt about it. He's got, you know, pretty good stuff. Velocity has gone up from last year to this year by almost two miles an hour. So he gives you a competent arm. Heaven forbid, emergency starter. He's done that role as well. Is he a big piece of your team? No. Mm. Uh, one more on the Cubs before we get to the uh, to the Bears. You know who's better than I thought he was? Or having a better season, I guess, than I, than I expected. And he's been down here, too. Nick Madrigal, since he's been back up. Uh, he doesn't look out of place, Cap. Does he to you? No, Nick, he does not look out of place to me. Nick Madrigal is playing pretty solid baseball. Yeah. You know, look, he's never going to be the guy with the 115 exit velo hitting it over the wall. He's not. But he gets bad on ball. He's competent at third, not great. I still want to have him be like my extra guy and go get either Justin Turner from Boston 
or um, Jamer Candelario from Washington or Matt Chapman from Toronto. Mm-hmm. One of those three guys. If you're truly serious, and I'm being told the Cubs are, that somebody in one of their meetings literally said, okay, it's enough. It's time to win. It's, we're about winning now. That's it. We're done selling. We're done with all of that. So as long as they don't go on some prolonged you know, skid, and I don't think that's coming, they played really well 11-4 their last 15, I think you're going to see them add on. Uh, to what degree? We will see. But there's no reason that they don't go out and make a couple of moves. Uh, I mentioned this Trent, to Trent earlier in the show. It's not the team shop, I don't think. I think it's the place across the street from Wrigley Field. What do they call them? The City Uniforms or the City whatever it is? The City Connect Uniforms? The City Connect. And they are selling at some place in Chicago Otani City Connect Uniform. Is there a chance, Cap? Will they will they try to sign Shohei Otani in the offseason? The answer to that question is yes. The better question is, can they get it done? Look, until they do it, they've never played in that deep end of the pool. Like, they gave Hayward 186 or whatever it was. They've given Swanson 177. Like, they'll spend now. Like, this reputation, Rick, it's this cheap. That's just garbage. That's nonsense. They had a top three payroll when they were in their window to win and won a World Series and went to three straight NLCS. And then... The, fa- the fact that you had to rebuild twice in a decade, for me, is unconscious. I understood the first rebuild. I did. Mm-hmm. The second one? No. Absolutely not. You're the Chicago Cubs. This is not the Royals and the A's and other small market teams. So will they get him? I think they're going to be in there. I do. They have left themselves a lot of payroll flexibility. Hayward falls off the books this year. Like, I did the math on the air today, and I was way better at it than Mad Dog was the other day. I I saw that. I heard that. Um, If you just take the money that you were given Jason Hayward and then add in Michael Fulmer and a bunch of these other dudes that are on one-year deals, I got it to like $45 million off the payroll. Okay, so if I give Shohei Otani 10 at 60 a year, I'm getting a number one starter and an elite bat. So you're telling me you can't add $15 million to your payroll and you're not even at the luxury tax? Come on now. Mm. Final minute, Cap. What do we need to know about this Bears stadium situation? Jesus. Uh, every day there's a new suburb that goes, we're in. We'll, we'll take you. <laughs> yeah. now, my question would be like Richard Irvin, the mayor of Aurora. He tried to run for governor, didn't get it. He came out yesterday. We've got the land, and we are business-friendly here. We would like to have you guys. So now we've got Deerfield, Lake Forest, Waukegan, Naperville, Aurora, Rockford, and four or five other towns. that said, we're in. I had dinner with the mayor of Rosemont. He doesn't have any land left. He, the one that he, had, he was the guy that originally offered it to Ricketts to move Wrigley there back you know, 15 years ago. And that land has now been used for something else, so that is gone. So Rosemont, I saw that rumor for it. That is off the table, not going to happen. I still don't see any way it doesn't happen at Arlington Park. I don't see any scenario where it doesn't happen. And if Arlington Park screws this up, they're out of their mind. They've knocked down the... Uh, which was a palace as far as uh, racetracks go. It was pristine. Oh, broke my heart. I, me too. Just loved it. Cap, great stuff. Thanks for doing this, as always. Enjoy your long holiday weekend. I'm assuming you'll be at the lake at the uh, at 
for most of it. Going tonight, baby. <laughs> well done. Talk to you next Wednesday. Thank you, Cap. Have a great weekend. You guys too. Be good. Yep, take care. Good to talk to you. David Kaplan, good long hit with Cappy, uh, brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Trends plays of the day next. Circus Sports sponsor, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Fest.com. Umpires are in short supply and are greatly needed. Now you can become a youth umpire for baseball and fast pitch with Iowa U-Triple-S-A sports officials and Central Iowa sports. Be around the game that you love and the greatest part-time opportunity ever where you can make great money. They offer on-field training and no experience required to apply. For more information to get back into the game, go to IAUSO.com. That's IAUSO.com. And get back. The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back and bigger than ever with $14 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere, two ways to win and no rake. Play Circa Million, make five picks against the spread each week with quarterly and full season payouts, or join Circus Survivor. Select one team each week straight up. Last the longest to win it all. $14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Circus Sports Iowa encourages you to gamble responsibly. Problems with gambling? Call or visit... .com. Circus Sports Sponsors, Trent's Plays of the Day. Fire away. All right, we got a five-pack here today looking to bounce back. My double play came up empty, so we're going to go right back to the well. Give me the Astros again. Only one unit on this one. Uh, plus 114 today against the Cardinals. Give me the Brewers again. Plus 127 against the Mets. You know, i got to play the Pirates again. They've been good to me lately against the Padres. We'll grab them. Plus 140. This afternoon, we got a long shot. Oh, I like those. The Nationals. Plus 229 with Patrick Corbin against Gilbert. We will take the long shot with the Nationals. Trying to make it two in a row against the Mariners. And already got a game. Got the Braves, obviously. Over, and, and who what's the score? Uh, two nothing. Bravos in that one as they play in the top of the six. Plus, I got golf bets. I mean, if, if people are interested, it's been pretty fruitful for me this mm-hmm. year, right? It's mm-hmm. been it's been all right. Yep. Let's see who do I got to win. I got Benny on. I'm back on my boy Benny again this week. He's a part of my two win bets. My lowest price is Hideki Matsuyama. He's eighteen to one. Austin Eckroat has been really good lately. He finished a shot out of the top 20 for me last week. We'll take him at 47 to 1. And the youngster, Justin Sue, he's a guy to keep your eye on going forward. He is going to be kind of the next wave coming in. Justin Sue, S U H, like the Damakong Sue. And he is 80 to 1. We're going to play those guys also in the top 20, a few top 10s in there. I'll have them all up, though, as always, on the Action Network app. Right. And. We continue to build that bankroll through golf because baseball has been pitiful here this week. I do have a sure thing if you want it. What do you got? A sure thing. Oh, number one pick. <laughs> yeah. Bad a lot to win a little, Ken Miller. No, I would never do it. Uh, but he's a cinch. That's Connor Bedard to the Blackhawks tonight. That's going to do it for us. Murph and Andy in five minutes. More keywords coming up to drive with Heather and Sean uh, today from 3 until 6. Morning Rush kicks it off at 6 a.m. We're Miller and Condon. Trent and I are here weekdays from 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXA.